And we are live. WrestlePure is live, hosted by myself and the big butt, Joe Hulbert. You know, uh, we've got quite a lot of things to get into, but the main thing is Kazuchika Okada is leaving New Japan. That is official. He is definitely on his way out. And where he will go is... Uh, it's basically coming down to the big two, you know. Uh, there was there was actually a report that just dropped. That is the reason why we're late. That says that you know TNA they are a distant third, but I guess they are they're in the conversation, you know. Uh, but that is the reason why we're late, people. So apologies. Sports Illustrated did just drop a article regarding the Okada situation. So since that is the topic of today's podcast, I thought it was uh, you know worth being a few minutes late. And to be honest, we are late more often than not. So. <laughs> You guys are probably a bit used to it, but first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats with any questions, any takes, any opinions, where do you think Okada's going, and uh, we've got a few other things to get into as well, but yeah man, hope everyone's doing good, turn on the post notifications, Joe Holbert, what's going on bro? Not too much mate, it's uh, been an eventful 24 hours in, in pro wrestling, right, or a little less than that, we were yes. on the air when everything dropped, and not because I have any information or I'm a scoopster, but when you're just sort of vaguely in this space, when things like that happen, your phone becomes like slightly unbearable. <laughs> right? Like everyone's, bit. yeah. Like, and again, it's not that people ask me what's happening and they know I don't know. It's just people want to talk about it, right? It's an interesting situation. There's a lot of moving pieces. So it's been, uh, it's dominated this, this latest kind of cycle here. And uh, it's going to continue, I think, for a while because as we're going to get into it today, it's, this is early days, brother. This is just the start of this story, I think. So, much to cover, and uh, I hope everyone is well. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's huge news, man. So it's no, it's no surprise that it's dominated yeah. the news cycle the past what twenty four, forty eight hours, however long it's been. Because um, this is the first time it's happened. It's something that uh, all of you know. Ibu is uh, Ibu's pointed out to us when we spoke about it. Like this is. It's something that's been pointed out many times. Uh, I think Dave Mount has even mentioned the possibility of it would be the first time it would happen, but that would be like the first time a Japanese, the top star in Japan, leaves Japan to come to America. It would be the first time it's ever happened. Obviously, it's a very different time at the moment compared to when when that may have happened in the past with right. other top stars of Japan because the landscape's very different now. Um, financial opportunities are very different now. Um and yeah, even just the way that Japan seems to be trending doesn't look. Uh, a lot of people are quite worried. That's been quite a lot of, you know, people's reaction to this news is people being worried about you know the Japanese pro wrestling landscape as a whole because it seems like top star after top star is leaving at the moment. So um, there's some concerning things, isn't there, John? There's some concerning things to ponder with this. Yeah, and we kind of got into a little bit last night right and it's like it's a it's a slightly complicated one to tackle because first, first and foremost okada's responsibility is okada right and he needs to do what he wants to do and he's going to get paid handsomely to do that um so when you comment on these things in a more negative way or say that it's concerning or alarming that isn't you know his fault he's got to do what he's got to do but mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan i do think there's room to be very concerned about what this means for really the japanese scene across the board um it is, as you said, you know, and you mentioned Ibu's point, and it's a reflection of a very unique landscape right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one thing to have two national companies, which, let's be honest, in the States hasn't been, you know, this is the first time, this last year has been the first time in a while in itself. But you also, 
not only is one of those companies going to be, you know, has an audience that wants to see um, international stars, wherever you want to describe it, but now WWE are led by a regime that has a different outlook too, right? And yes. so we're starting to see, not starting to see, I think it's a little bit generous, but we, we are definitely seeing here with this story an extreme example of the effects of that. Um Normally it is what it is. I mean, it's just the way things are trending right now. But I think there is room to be concerned about, you know, I see like there's talk about it could refresh New Japan and all that. But like there's refreshing and then there's losing your top guy without him putting anyone over. I mean, like this is, this is really rough, like seriously rough. And I think while you could be optimistic about the opportunities that will open up now, man, there's a million and one ways this could have gone down that would be much more beneficial to the company, right? Like, it's, it's wild how this has gone. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated story. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting that you bring up that, like, that they haven't even had the opportunity, it would seem, to, like, have him put someone over and make the next yeah. top star on his way out. And, you know, that, so with Will Ospreay as well, like, when he first showed Rumino, um, was it towards the end of last year or the very start of this year? Towards the end of last year. Yeah, yeah towards the end of last year when uh, Will Ospreay first showed Rumino, a lot of people were expecting that to kind of be somewhat of a passing of the torch moment and it didn't happen and you know that's one thing you know but Okada like Okada doing it just a few months after that where you've literally what less than a year ago just announced you know this is the new crop of musketeers you know these are the next goals coming up so why are the top boys why are they not in the position to be able to put their current top goals uh, under these, you know, these new musketeers. That's it's, what's strange it's, it's is quite concerning. And you know, even mentioned it on on uh, on Twitter. Like the weirdest part is that felt like what 2023 was going to be about for New Japan. The first four months of 2023 for New Japan was about Okada kind of becoming this resentful veteran. It was awesome, and then that kind of faded to the background for the Sonata project. And it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's man. really kind of baffling honestly it's also um, it's it's even more baffling when it's also been alleged i'll say that like will osprey actively wanted to put over uh umino you know yeah. so um i mean <laughs> this isn't even really just new japan related but the kaito kiyomiya thing as well it's just like, <laughs> like it's yeah just, I, I don't know man it's, know, it's yeah. just it's, that's just a story that seems to that's just over now you'd assume you know um kind of has to be yeah yeah so it's 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 fascinating it is fascinating obviously like i said it's uh it's still it hasn't been decided it would seem where he's going according to reports so we'll go through the reports because there's a lot of it so um try keep it in chronological order of when it all came out as well so of course it was first announced by new japan themselves that okada is leaving after the conclusion of his contract on january 31st this year. Uh, Okada did a statement saying, I have nothing but gratitude for having been part of New Japan Pro Wrestling since 2007 and for New Japan bringing me from a 19-year-old kid off the plane in Mexico to the rainmaker I am today. Thank you to the best of companies in New Japan, to the best of opponents that I've been able to face here and to the best of fans that have cheered and booed over the years. I promise to make it rain in every match I have left, so keep watching. And um, of course, he was still announced for like some shows and that to like kind of mix things around and like do some other yeah. things. So, like now on February 11th, he will be facing Tanahashi for you would have to assume the last time in Osaka, which is notable 
on top of this, just being the last Okada Tanahashi match and them being great rivals, um, this was the first Okada Tanahashi, the first Okada Tanahashi singles match at New Beginning 2012 after the excursions uh, was mm-hmm. when Okada beat Tanahashi in that famous match. So it's in yeah. the same building. So um, where it starts is where it ends, you know? Um, yeah, that's going to be a moment because like, I think for a lot of people, my, certainly myself, that was the uh, that was the series that made me a fan of the promotion. I think a lot of people had that experience. I remember vividly watching the uh, getting a copy of when they first had the the um, I think it was Access TV at that point. It may have been HD Net still then, but you know when they first had the show with Moro and Bonnet, like and that was a big deal to have the that those matches, particularly the Invasion Attack. I want to say 2013 one was like mind blowing. So. That's going to be a kind of, oh. yes, yeah, is that like represents a whole era and yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. It's what is, is wild. Like it's, it's one of those stories where I think everyone got to see my reaction last night. I wasn't like, I wasn't stunned because we talked about this at length on a show about a month ago, but it is one of those ones that the more you actually piece together what's happening here, it's like, this is going to be really weird. And it, <laughs> it's just going to be really very strange. Weird. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. His last dates uh, with New Japan will be February 23 and 24. So he's going a little past his contract. Um, Dave Meltzer reported that New Japan were notified literally last night uh, that Okada's, you know, that's Okada's decision that he will be leaving New Japan at the end of this current contract. So, uh, yeah, as soon as they were notified, they put it out pretty immediately. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave Mats put that out. I think Tokyo Sports put something out to the same effect as well. Um, and I think there was somewhere else that mentioned something to the same effect. Um, right, so Sean Ross Sapp reported that New Japan sources had heard very recently that Okada and New Japan officials had a meeting to discuss their futures together. And by the end of the conversation, it was clear that Okada was set to finish up. Uh, he also says that earlier this month, AEW had been very hopeful that they'd land Okada and ideas had been tossed around. But based on what we've heard, it's far too early to determine where he'll actually land. WWE sources that we spoke to had not yet heard of any talks involving the two sides, but expected that to at least they expected that to at least be explored. The last we'd heard from WWE and the things was that they weren't sure if he would want to make the move over, which seems to be quite a big factor. In yeah, this whole thing, you know. Um, yeah, certainly. That was something we circled in that that aforementioned kind of conversation where we we weighed up the the, the kind of options. Um, mm. There is an ability to kind of be flexible with an AEW contract that I would imagine. I don't know what Okada wants, but I would assume would be very attractive for him at this point in his career. He's, yes, I mean, <laughs> Okada is. Um, how old is Okada? Thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, but but we have to be real in saying that at that age, there's a lot of miles on the clock, right? Because of the career he's had and how long he's been a push top guy. So I'm sure it'd be nice to have that schedule rather than let's move to Florida and work, you know, three times a week, even if that style would be more light. So we kind of circled that. Doesn't mean it's a done deal, but I do think it's very relevant here for sure. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the newsletter, Dave Meltzer's newsletter, Wrestling Observer newsletter, came out earlier on today. And he wrote that both WWE and AEW have made pitches for Okada. One person person close to Okada said nothing has started yet, but it seems both are going to fight for him hard. It was believed that AEW has made the stronger first offer, but no contract has been signed as of press time. 
as noted months ago, WWE was of the belief they had a strong shot at getting him with the idea they could convince him if he had done all he could do in Japan because of the economic differences in wrestling. The American scene is far more lucrative. Um, also, he, he, Okada's wife, who's like a famous actor or voice actor or something in, yeah. uh, in Japan, like she was like trending like huge on Japanese Twitter. Um, people worrying that she's going to like move out the country and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, apparently, recent according to people, uh, she was recently learning some English or something like that as well. So who knows? Who mm. knows? Then, of course, most recently, the reason why we are late on this live stream is uh the Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated literally dropped an article about forty minutes ago now. So um, they write that as of. As of this moment, AEW is the favourite to land Kazuchika Okada. He has a pre-existing relationship with Tony Khan and he visited the Dynamite October 25. The reason for his Dynamite visit in October 2025... Fucking hell, I botched that. He has a pre-existing relationship with Tony Khan and his visit to the Dynamite on October 25 was for all intents and purposes an opportunity to see how the company operated at a live TV taping. Okada has struck a friendship with Brian Danielson and her who has gained his trust, and he remains close to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. But <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson and Okada, you know, just talking shop. Gained his trust, brother. Wouldn't shoot <laughs> him in the ring, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, also, right, there is also a significant interest from WWE, specifically from Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Multiple sources close to New Japan revealed that he has always wanted to perform a WrestleMania, which is almost yeah. a cliche at this point, you know. <laughs> it is, it is. We we had a little fun with that one before we went live. When you were reading the story, I kind of, you know, we we chuckled at that because it is, it's like that's thrown into every story about a guy potentially going there. Look, I don't doubt it's a real thing for a lot of guys. It is yeah, a very sure. like you know, it's a cool moment. But obviously, when you're talking about this kind of money and this kind of variety between offer, like. That can only be so big of a factor, I think. I assume. I don't know. Um, as we get deeper, is that like all of the news parts of this? Yeah, it's just this you last know. bit, which kind of touches on, which we kind of stopped on moments yeah. ago. Which is, uh, again, yeah. from Sports Illustrated, by the way. A point of emphasis which strongly plays into AEW's favour is that Tony Khan is willing to sign Okada regardless of where he lives. If Okada wants to continue living in Japan, he can still sign with AEW. But that would not work in WWE, where he would need to relocate to Florida. Okay, so... This is a an interesting scenario in that more than perhaps any free agent we're ever going to see again, Okada kind of is an example that highlights the differences between these two companies and the way they operate. Not in a better or worse way, just in the, the absolute contrast, even in terms of like the role he'll play, right? It's like we know how over Okada is to the AEW audience. We've seen it. We've heard it. Like he's a he will he will literally slot in and be a guy they use in in main event matches. And that's all well and good. And that's easy to picture in your head. The WWE part of this I find kind of fascinating because while his initial moment you think would get a big response, just because I think if it was to happen, the audience would kind of just hear buzz of this this kind of mythical figure, this super wrestler from Japan, and it would get a response. The idea of an Okada type wrestler being a character on raw is like fascinating like honestly i can't even picture what that looks like 
And I, again, I don't mean that. I don't like think a, I can either. So you yeah, could. I don't, I don't mean it as like even a criticism, but like the idea of Okada like walking into the Judgment Day's locker room, like it's just strange, right? Like it's a weird thing. And so I think even more than Osprey did, which we talked about then, like Okada kind of highlights how different the two companies are. Um, my take on it has kind of been the same for a while, and like I, I'm sorry to repeat myself, folks, but you know we're kind of we're just we're looking at what's on the table here, right? And it's like to me. The, the way I look at this is Okada to WWE is very much reliant on whether or not that is specifically the challenge that Okada wants, you know? Because yes. that could be the case. Okada could want to do, he could want to have a major run in WWE. That may be what he wants to do. Which if would be very just, interesting. Yeah, it something I'll tell. If like, Okada wants to come to WWE, like motivated, like, yo, I'm going to be WWE's biggest star yeah. ever. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to, create a huge legacy in this promotion then i think that could be very very interesting for some of the reasons that you mentioned about just how yeah. like, weird it would be and also just seeing what you can really do on weekly tv you know but um for sure but if it's not that if it's not a challenge and it's just offer to offer it really feels like aw positioned here to yes. kind of give him a really because again it's like with how many, you know, how many kind of miles are on the clock for him? It's like he's going to get this absurd offer for what? How many matches would he wrestle in AEW? What are you looking at? Like 25 a year? 25? I think, yeah, that's. <laughs> and, and how many of them would be, you know, six man? I don't you know. know. No, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, 25. That's a match every less. other week, bro. Yeah, it's that's basically less. a match every other week. Yeah, probably less than that. So, I mean, in his contract, he'd like... probably be in that range. Yeah. And like, look, I'm going to be totally transparent in saying that I don't find it like that isn't a scenario that like really excites me. I'm like, oh my god, the idea of Okada getting a tag graphic every three weeks and that doesn't look. But from an offer point of view, we're all agreeing that 25 would be like a bold number. <laughs> He's going to be getting paid millions. Yeah, they, put, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do put. Uh, <laughs> they put bold numbers in the um, in the contract anyway, because I believe it was something like everyone's AEW's contract. Like it's like. You contracted to something like fifty matches a year, something yeah. in that range. It's like no one does that, <laughs> you know. No. Like, no one actually does that. It's just it's just what's put in the contract. So I don't know. Maybe Okada does get a little twenty-five, you know. But if, I, don't, I don't think he wrestles twenty. I don't think he wrestles twenty. Like I don't see Okada wrestling twenty-five matches between now. I don't see Okada wrestling 25 matches full stop in the next 18 months, bro. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think it's more possible than right. we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But the either way, the they're so different in that way because in WWE it would have to be a project of we are going to tell our audience why this is such a big deal and and it's gonna it's gonna you know it's gonna mean the world so on and so forth. Whereas in AEW, he would kind of just be, you know. He would be a guy they would lean on when it came to a Wembley Stadium, right? It would be he would be a big pay per view match guy. They're just entirely different. So fascinating. It really is um, a unique scenario. This, you know, like it's it's a one of one situation. Speaking of one of one, Ibu of WrestlePure. <laughs> Ibu of WrestlePure is back with Hangman, as many of you know him as. He has joined us, and uh, yeah, he's all card news, bro. So it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. not. Ibu just messaged me. He not, we, not normally me and Ibu DM on like Wrestle Purist, not like the Wrestle Purist account. He messaged my personal account last night. Just, <laughs> I think he, I think he opened up with "This is sad." <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no, no. Funnier than that, I wrote, this is very bad. <laughs> this is me probably about that too. Like, like very it's over vibes. It's over. I, I kind of co-sign to be honest. I'm just, you know, it's Friday. I know you did it's... your uh, you did your space late last night, but what's kind of been your like initial reaction, you know, for the people? And where do you think he's ending up? What's your scope on it? First and foremost, thank you for having me, uh, guys. Um, and for those that were listening to last night's space, thank you for, for tuning in. We had, uh, at some point, I want to say upwards of 360 live listeners at 3 in the morning, which wow. is absolutely staggering. But uh, this is this is the community that I've fostered, and I'm very appreciative of it. So uh, thank you for listening. If you're one of the listeners that listen to our two-hour live stream at 2 in the morning uh, talking about Okada. Uh, so here's my thing on Amanti. Uh, I hate this. I hate everything about this. I think it fucking sucks. I think it's really bad for professional wrestling. And I say this bluntly and frankly with no, and I, I with no shred of performativeness at all. I'm not doing this to be um, facetious or performative or entertaining or, or funny. I, I just think it's terrible. Um, this is the landscape that we exist in right now in pro wrestling. This is the food chain. The food chain right now is that, um, we have a situation now where the big two are lucrative destination landing points for top wrestlers all over the world. The food chain now is such that very clearly um, the top promotions in Japan, when they have top domestic wrestlers who are able to command serious legitimate money on the open market, it very much appears so that they will be outbid uh, if they find themselves in these types of situations. And so now more so than ever before in any other previous era of Japanese wrestling, when the situation in the landscape was very much different, um, we find ourselves in a reality where um, it's going to be one of those things where if, if AEW or WWE is eyeing your top wrestler and they can make seven-figure money, it's going to look like they will, they will go for the greener, greener pastures to do that. And, you know, look, if you're running WWE, if you're running AEW, your job is to not worry about the ecosystem or the greater landscape. Your job within your promotion is to get the best wrestlers. You know what I mean? That's your job. And so, of course, WWE and AEW are going to eye Kazuchika Okada, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and try to snatch him up. That's your job. Um, as a fan, as, a, some, as somebody observing the industry, uh, I don't particularly like this uh, chain of command, so to speak. And I don't like a Japanese wrestling scene that essentially plays feeder uh, to the big two. Uh, a big two that, Monty, both companies are in their own rights wildly successful, financially viable uh, to degrees that <laughs> go beyond human comprehension when you look at the extent of their television deals. And two promotions that, again, they have more money than, what, than they know what to do with, and they also do not need um, the excess of wrestlers that they currently employ. They have more uh, um, high-level talent than they even know what to do with. Uh, so just from that fan perspective, um, I, don't, I don't love it. Uh, but this is, this is the reality we live in. I had this conversation with you this morning, Monty, but like AEW just presents a unique circumstance where it's just like for, for top Japanese wrestlers, if they have any level of familiarity with American fans, AEW presents them with an opportunity to just kind of walk in basically have like base level recogni uh, recognition from the Midwestern fans and the ability to essentially do what they already do 
with minimal adjustments and approach. And so to be able to do that and then make big money and then potentially not have to fuck around their schedule because they don't have to move from Japan, um, it's, it's a gigantic game changer. And so that's why, for a lot of people, the allure is just going to be there. You know, Konosuke Takeshita, yes, could he have built with DDT even more as the ace that existed there? I'm sure. If, if this was six years ago, Takeshita probably would have outgrown DDT and moved on to a NOAA or a New Japan. Now he moves on mm-hmm. to AEW with the chance for upward mobility. So uh, that's that's just kind of my thoughts on, on that aspect of it. And, and when it comes to where he's going, I think it's pretty, pretty clear that it's going to be AEW. Um, beyond, there are inherent advantages that AEW holds that Sports Illustrated outlined, like the uh, like the the residency issue, um, and just beyond that, Monty, I, I had conversations with people in AEW that I'm now retroactively analyzing again, and 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 I'm like I'm like thinking back about what was said to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, literally, <laughs> because there was. Okada made an appearance on a dynamite not that long ago, like a couple months ago, right? And there were certain things that I suggested to these people in AEW, like, why don't you do this on this show with this person? And they're like, nah, we're gonna hold that off for a big moment. And I thought at the time, oh, they just mean like, you know, a forbidden door or whatever, whatever. But maybe, perhaps, they knew something, and maybe <laughs> they were saying this because they knew he was gonna be under contract. Uh, so uh, between that and Tony Khan's, um, bravado that he just could not hold back on social media last night um and just again the inherent advantages i think they had the inside track on on kazuchika okada and so i think that's where he's probably landing Mm. yeah man it's uh not me and joe it's kind of dominated the past you know 48 hours or so and it's dominated the first 40 minutes of this podcast you know but that's what we're here to do you know talk talk this thing over aw definitely does feel like the the one that makes sense Marv, just before you came, he did, like, Joe was talking. Unless Okada has like this chip on his shoulder, or he's like he wants to embrace the WWE challenge, like it does seem like he's probably going to yeah. just be a. That's the only oh, way. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. I have some anecdotal information, by the way, that I <laughs> I, 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 I want to make mention before I forget. Uh, last night, Joe, I was texted by someone high up in WWE's creative team, and he was like, "Have you heard the news?" And I was like, yeah, Okada. And he was just like, yeah, this is great. And then I, I I went on the same rant that I just did now to that person, right? And he basically was like, yeah, well, I don't care because this is great for us. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though, right? It's, it's, and that's, you know, before you got here, we were talking about it. Like, it's not, when we speak on these things, we're certainly not judging the wrestler for taking the, we're not doing that. No. And no, we're not no, even no, judging the promotions. Not. It's just, we're it's just, just coming on the trend. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the tr- you know we're talking about the trend so, more than anything. Else. Right, and yeah. so so I brought up I said the whole rant this exact rant <laughs> beat for beat to this person, and he's just kind of like, yo, this is great for us, and da da da. And he, he and I said, so are, well, are you guys landing him or something? And he said, he said, I don't know. All I know is he he just mentioned to me about how like you know he he mentioned again is that Regal thinks he's class, Hunter thinks he's one of the greatest wrestlers he's ever seen. Um, you know, hopefully we get him. I'm so excited, blah 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 blah. And so I, I didn't realize how much of a, an Okada mark this individual was, right? But uh, he's talking to me, and I, I, the thing I immediately bring up to him, guys, is I say, what does Okada on Raw even look like? What does Okada as a Raw character look like? And he, what I'll admit, his response to me was was pretty decent. He said, Gunther with subtitles. And the reason why I said that's pretty decent is because Gunther has avoided um, being swallowed up by WWE's weird, almost like uncanny valley um 
just like SNL veneer. Like Gunther's not just like a raw character. You don't you will never see on a raw just Gunther like walk into like some weird skit with somebody. He doesn't run in the Kira Tozawa. He doesn't do the weird these weird pre-tapes. He he's very much is just a guy who walks in for prize fights on Monday Night Raw and when necessary once a month he will be on in the ring in a suit with his championship with his guys his cohorts and just kind of give his a state of address on on what's next for him and and his run. And so like that's what Gunther does. Gunther doesn't do like comedy he doesn't do like weird storylines he doesn't do like he doesn't do that at all and so what this person said to me was that if we did land him he okada's presentation would absolutely would just straight up be gunther with subtitles uh so um, i don't know gunther's a much more familiar archetype as a as a character on their tv that doesn't mean that his performance is but like okada is not going to be the kind of you know heel menace as as naturally as Gunther is, that makes you know what I'm saying it's like Gunther's like an evolution of that role that we've seen before. What would be Okada's role in that regard? Like, would he be presented as like a sports style baby face? Like, how would you? I, I I think I think you'd see him probably like coming out of a, a nice car in a suit or something, and it's one of those things where he sh- he he's greeted to the building by Adam Pierce. He shakes his hand. Pierce says that he's he signed Okada on for 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 a big match tonight. Okada walks out to have a raw match that's 16 minutes. And you know you gotta go from there. Either way, it's weird. I don't look. I'm gonna be honest with you, and this is just my personal opinion. You know, I, I don't have interest in seeing him on any weekly American television wrestling yeah. show. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I don't have. Any <laughs> We're in the same spot. With yeah. That. The ideal scenario is that he just stays in New Japan. I saw a lot of our guys. I saw a lot of the WrestlePure's folks like tweeting that last. And there was a tweet about like, where would you want to see him go? And a lot of our guys just quote with New Japan for wrestling. It's like you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, my, that's what I would prefer. And. um yeah. You guys kind of touched on it a bit, but like, shame on New Japan for not being prepared for this creatively. Even if even if you were blindsided, there's so much more you could have done in the last year to at least just stabilize the foundation yeah. underneath Okada, because you have the pieces there to 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 withstand the loss of Okada. The the pieces are there to withstand this, uh, but they did not uh, execute on what they needed to uh, to 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 be able to handle this uh, in in one month. So. I mean, between between the fact that they went to a Sonata experiment in the middle of Okada's uh, best run in, in years, you know, destroying young boys, and, and and retroactively, I think it's fair to say now, the way they chose to handle Suji's um, return from excursion is just baffling. He comes back all strong. That could have been him versus Okada at Dominion would have been money, I think, uh, if you look at it now. If Okada never dropped the belt, and he lost to to, uh, to Suji at Dominion. Um, this, it would have been so impactful. And then you could have still had Naito win the G1 and maybe beat Suji at, at Wrestle Kingdom because then you have another story for Suji's second year, which is he was the rookie champion, but he still couldn't uh, overcome his senpai in LIJ. Uh, but on multiple levels, it, what, a, what a fucking mess. Kaito Kiyomiya looks like, a, looks like, a, like an absolute loser. Like an absolute loser. He, they did the angle in the tag match, guys, with him. Right, and then he does, they do the singles match at the Muto Retirement Show. It wasn't like a fifty-fifty match. He got blown out in the fourth quarter. Got blown out in the fourth quarter by Kazuchika Okada. You're thinking they're going to do a rematch in the G1. In the G1, he enters it, doesn't get out of his block, doesn't even have a particularly good record in the G1. I'm pretty sure his only clean victory is against Chase Owens. And then he follows that up. They say, "Hey, go babysit our young boy. You're going to be you're going to be the background player in a tag team with Ryohei Oiwa." In, in, in Noah. And so he's the guy getting the heat on him to tag Oiwa for hot tags. That's that's Kaito Kiyomiya's 2023. And then now we find out that he's probably never going to fight Okada ever again. What is it? 
brew. Okay, it is, and this is interesting. Things kind of kick around because some folks talking about it in the chat. Um, hold it. Hold the how... floor. Okay, cool. Go See on. if it's kick around. Hold the floor. All right, go, right. go for it. We've got a lot of super chats built up. Keep them coming yes. though, and we are we are going to get to them, of course. So uh, let's get through them. Gonna draw speed from Karan 100 rupees. Appreciate it as always. You may be the rainmaker, but in the book of Hobbs, you're just a punk. And many more such gems in backstage interviews to look forward to. Come on, guys. Great. <laughs> Hush 199. Appreciate it as always. Okada versus Lexis King. Ms. Jinder. So many options. No. It's a spiteful start to these super chats. Hanger 98. Four pounds 99. Appreciate it. Hope when, wherever Okada goes, he's kept a special attraction. Don't need him wrestling the lots of Jake Hager or the Miz just for him to get TV wins. I agree. Um, Andy 100 rupees. Appreciate it as always. Rewatch some stuff and feel punk Pete higher in ring in WWE than AEW. While I love the Eddie and MJF stuff, emotional stakes never hit money in the bank le- 11 levels. Uh, I'd pick a different match, one. but I agree with the point. <clears throat> I think the Brock match and the uh, yes, there's the Raw match we've seen, right? And the Brian 2012 match. I think that's like his peak, to be honest. But Taker, I thought that Taker, Taker. Match. that's one of his best performances for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Weimer 499. Appreciate it. I know he most likely goes to AEW, but there's some sick side of me that wants him in WWE. Also, he should beat Gunther if he does go to WWE. Listen, man, you know, like we said, if Okada really, like, on top of it probably being the only plausible way he goes to WWE, if he, if he wants, like, this challenge of being the next like, top foreign star of WWE, um, you know, if that's what he wants to do, I, I'd get behind it. It would interest the fuck out of me. And I think him versus Gunfront Mania 4, it would be tremendous. So, you know, we'll see. We'll have to wait. That's the match. We, we were talking before we went live. That's the. To me, that's the standout match room in the whole promotion. <clears throat> I don't know what the other ones are, I'll be honest with you. That's to me is the, clearly the number one. I was gonna say, like, that's a stylistic fit that like that's the one I don't worry about. Uh going down the line, it, that's when it gets a little more dicey. But what's funny to me, guys, is like I feel like they would be inclined to do that. I also feel like they might be inclined to do like Nakamura versus Okada at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Which which yeah. would suck. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting uh, Hush199 appreciate it as always that Steve some report yokes that a Nick Khan call question mark so of course he's, uh, he's referring to uh, PW Insider did a report last night and it was like Gable Stevenson is basically going to be at all Smackdown tapings going forward how long it will be until he actually ends up on screen is, I have no idea um, whether or not it's a Nick Khan call I have no idea um, but it's, it's 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 not good. No one, no one in our circle, at least, and yeah, on the uh, the internet wrestling community, as people call it, no one wants to see him, bro. Then, like, judging off, I already went on my Gable Stevenson rant when he first started appearing on on the SmackDown tapings. But you know, you should have learnt your lesson from that Baron Corbin match, bro. The first one you put him in front of a real live audience because you know they booed the shit out of him and. You know, he doesn't take, he takes like a one second Google search to find out why, you know. Um, they beat the fuck out of him at the SmackDown taping as well with Cedric, man. Cedric mm-hmm. was the most over guy in the building. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Uh, and nothing can go against Cedric Alexander, but like, fucking, when does that ever happen, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, d- I don't know what the cooking are. I think it's quite embarrassing, to be honest, but, you know. This is the business that we cover, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
Darren Walker, two pounds. Appreciate you. Okada to beat Gunther at WrestleMania as a surprise guest. <laughs> surprise guest. So he just beats Gunther then goes. You know? Joe, did you, <laughs> Joe, did you see your favorite wrestler, Bronson Reed, posting on social media after this? Don't mm-hmm. get me started, bro. I'm, I... <laughs> well, I I gotta be honest, my reaction to that was pretty nasty, so I'm gonna just leave it there. I'm not... <laughs> uh, Andy, hundred rupees, appreciate it. Oldies using the kick punch method is the finest grabs. Your favorite matches in this esteemed genre? Oh man! Oh man! You want to take this one first, or you want me to go first, Joe? No, go for it. I'm intrigued. But how specific are we talking with the genre? You know, are we really. We we focusing on that description or just old fuck wrestling in general? What do you reckon? I don't know. All I want to say is 1990 El Dandy versus El Satanico in CMLL. Just... I think there's there's a whole this this genre has had a whole uh, it's been rejuvenated by Dustin's AEW run. <laughs> like yeah, two four star matches a year. Yeah, Viano Cuatro versus Atlantis 2000. God bless Terry oh. Funk. Versus Bruiser Brody in all Japan, 1982. You you could honestly just stop at Terry Funk versus right, like, <laughs> post like 1981. You know, Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart submission match, WrestleMania 13. Uh-oh. Uh, half five euro. Appreciate you. Is it wise to delay Mercedes' debut to Revolution to do a double debut with Okada, inject hype into AEW for short slash media time to build off from um, all out 2021 like? Um, I'm not even sure if Mercedes debuts before Revolution anyway, to be honest, bro. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, a double debut with Okada Mercedes, of course, or that would... You know, that's that is yeah. quite it's quite I'd put I'd probably it's probably on the same level as Brian and Cole to be honest. Like neither of them's Brian, but they're both I'd say probably bigger than Cole, you know? Um <laughs> you, I would, I would you, you make it because I knew where that was going. Giggling, you know? It was spiteful. It was very spiteful. <laughs> you knew what you were saying. Bro, it's not Mercedes and Okada are bigger than... It's, it's not that what you're saying is false. It's that it, it was very apparent where that was headed because as soon as you started doing the comparison, Bay Bay was left, was left hanging. But nonetheless, uh, I would not... I would do one of them because it's the Sting retirement is already like going to be one of the big stories that night. So I, I think when you have two stars, why as great as it was at all out, I don't think you need to uh then you need to kind of dilute your pops that way, you know. Matt Hennessy, five euro ninety-nine, appreciate yeah. Was hoping he would stay in New Japan. While I think he will go to AEW with how good the WWE product has been under Hunter, I'm rooting for WWE to sign him. It's definitely I think WWE is far more like interesting. You know, what well, AEW yeah. is, of course, more of a natural, natural. Fit, Yeah. Know? Um In the sense that I don't fully know what him on Raw looks like. And I, yeah, it's fascinating. I, and I <laughs> yeah, have, science I experiment. I <laughs> have a decent idea what Okada AEW looks like. I think. Yeah, there's there's a novelty to the WWE run. That's what I think we should probably be careful using the word interesting necessarily because I do like it may not be interesting at all actually it's just kind of it's intriguing I guess right there's something yeah. like kind of weird and quirky about it to, yes. you know, I was discussing this last night in the space either company what does an Okada 
13 minute TV match even look like? And we were laughing about it because we were saying at minute 13, guys, Okada's still warming his car up, you know, and like, and like, he's in. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? And like, and, and like picking a, picking a, a tune for the road, you know, that's Okada's minute 13. He doesn't get to the dropkick until 20 minutes, 26. So what does, what does 13 minutes of Okada look like? There's it? also like a lot of his, see in AEW, I think it's, it's fine because they're so familiar with his hits that he can like do greatest hits and be okay. You know, but like, Putting together a match with him on Raw where you're trying to like get him over as the world's best wrestler is like I have no idea what how you do that or what that looks like, you know? No. Because Okada is no. for all of his strengths, he hasn't got offense that's like, holy shit, did you just see that? Right? That's not he's not who he that, is. That's the thing, because so for example, guys, dropkick. Guys, Keiji Muto for like for like the last 60% of his career, he was known to do these very long main event wrestling matches. And he was a bit of a headlock merchant, guys, in the first 10 yeah. minutes. And then he'd get to his stuff. And when he was the great Musa in, in NWA slash WCW, he had to condense his approach because most of his matches, especially on TV, his TV matches were never over, like, five minutes. And his pay-per-view matches are maybe 13 to, to 16 minutes, right? But I thought it actually worked because his hits, guys, were, were flashy and dynamic, especially at the time. It's, you know, the flushing elbow thing that he would do and the space rolling elbow like where he'd do that that double backflip across the ring to the to the elbow on the corner uh the moonsault like these are explosive and dynamic wrestling moves you know so like condensing that was like wow who is this guy you know but but okada you condense that and it's i mean okay it's the drop kick you know he does the rainmaker pose he does you know <laughs> he won't be doing the tombstone to pick a dude up afterwards to say that much for sure bro me and mark will be on the phone right away about that any guesses what Triple H and TK will pay Okada? Um, I think he's going to make seven figures. Yeah. I think that's a very brave estimate. <laughs> yeah, of course he's going to be making seven figures. Especially since he's, he, he signed Probably up. He's anyway, isn't it? Probably. He signed a big Barry B. Barry Bloom. As, you know, he's, he's the guy you bring up. When you need Tony Khan to pay you seven-figure money, that's that, that's really what Barry Bloom's role is in wrestling in 2023, 2024. If we're being completely honest here, it's like it's like signing the to LeBron's agency, Clutch Sports. You, you go to Clutch because you want big money and you want to potentially be moved to a team that LeBron plays on, you know. And, and it's happening in plain sight, and you wonder like, what's the legality of that? But it's apparently allowed. So uh, there you go. Anjan, two dollars. Appreciate you. Leaving New Japan sucks, and WWE is not where I want him. Jonathan Gomez, one ninety nine. Okada answering the Cope Open ain't far to y'all. Hmm. I might rule actually. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's also a science experiment. Yeah. Will Chisholm, five dollars. Appreciate you. At some point, how long will New Japan keep working with AEW to keep taking their top talent? They're not taking them. Like. I think that's like a misconception people are like having. They're like AEW are like sneakily going in and like dragging these talents away from New Japan. It's just it's just kind of the way the landscape is. Like, of course AEW, if they get the feeling that Okada's going to become a free agent or want to field his offers, of course AEW are going to make him an offer or express interest in in him because. Funnily enough, Okada just happens to have one of the best reputations in fucking wrestling, you know. 
uh, as a performer. So, like, like I just said, Paul Levesque thinks he, he straight up apparently has said, "This is one of the greatest wrestlers I have ever seen." So there you go, like. It's just that the landscape produces these opportunities now where people like Okada, people like Julia, people like um, Will Ospreay, they're, they're going to fill their offers, bro. Like, it's not like, it's not AEW and WWE, like, taking them away, you know? Um, but yeah, I do think that's like a misconception that a lot of people are having. Like, oh, how, how can New Japan work with AEW if AEW just keep stealing talent from them? It's like, that's not... Really, that's not really uh, the way it's actually playing out. It's more kind of just circumstances and talent having the choices of where they want to go to when they decided to leave sort of thing. I don't think it's like a poaching thing, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think I don't think it will hurt the I don't think it will hurt the relationship too bad because the relationship's better. The relationship's good for New Japan, bro. Like <laughs> it's um. You know, it's profitable for them doing that Forbidden Door event, like, once a year. Like, so, you know. Anyway, Riley Walker, $5. Appreciate you. I think a big takeaway from the Okada news is Gado, is but- Gado butchering of having Okada put the young guys over the past year. Yeah, man, we've uh, talked about that extensively. It's uh, absolutely true. Darren Walker, £5. Appreciate you. Ibu, any views on Camille? Was backstage at Dynamite. Did anyone talk about her joining AEW instead of going to WWE? I didn't um, hear anything about Camille backstage. I mean, I know that she was there, but I, I didn't really hear anything. Yeah, she was just. I think I can't remember if it was Mike Johnson or Dave or Sean or someone put out a report where it was basically just more like she was just kind of like visiting, you know. Um, which is not, you know, it's not it's not uncommon in AEW where wrestlers kind of visit and hang out a bit, you know. Uh, but yeah, she does have a deal on the. I think it was PW Insider, but I'm not 100. percent um, But yeah, she does have a WWE offer on the table for NXT, and uh, no word yet if that's been accepted or not. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So Jizzle two dollars appreciate it, as always. Can't be that sad about wrestlers making money. Yeah, man. That's uh, sure. that's that's what that's definitely the the silver lining, isn't it? You know, if you are like a, you certainly earned you know. it too. Yes, I mean, it goes without saying. GN two pounds. Appreciate you. Could this jeopardize the New Japan AEW relationship? I mean, I don't really think so. But maybe maybe they have conversations. But I don't know. I, I doubt it. I strongly doubt it. Um, yeah, me too. Because like Especially New Japan because, don't want to use Okada in it, so exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, it kind of would make it almost make them more reliant in some ways because they're going to need some help, right? So mm-hmm. like the building they're running in Chicago is a big building, and you know Moxley being in the main event. If they are going to move a lot of tickets, they're going to need that help there, right? So like it's it's a complicated thing. Yeah. Hush four ninety nine. Appreciate it as always. Would WWE give Okada a Logan Paul slash Lesnar type of contract? I don't know about money-wise, but schedule 10 matches, big four pay-per-view market, and market him the biggest foreign star. I actually could see that. Yeah, I, I, I could see. See, that I was could what see. I was going to ask to kick around, is like, do they want him to the degree where they're willing to do, frankly, some, you know, kind of things they generally haven't done with a, with a talent like this? As great as O'Connor is, it's not something they've generally done, you know, historically. But are they willing to be more flexible with this offer? I, I could, could be I, interesting. I, I could only because it would actually, it would actually um, ease a lot of potential creative headaches. To be honest with you, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, look, Nakamura, if you go back to his handling in 2016, he wasn't on every single week's uh, TV of NXT. You know, he um, you know, he did his vignettes and he popped in and out and he had his he had maybe a match every five, six weeks. Uh, so he was still on the loops, though, right? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, if you're talking about like literally working and doing his job. Yeah. 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 When it comes to like mm-hmm. on screen presentation, like sure, yeah. he was the looming presence that, you know what I mean? Uh, was summoned so to speak so I, I could see him on like a not like a Roman Reigns schedule but like a, 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 just a less he's just less around than like the, the weekly guy. Mm-hmm. So. yeah I could see him getting some favorable schedule wherever he goes to be honest um, Master 94 199 appreciate it as always did, Ale, did, did Okada politic to not job job to young guys um I don't. Obviously, it's impossible to know because I can't fucking ask him directly. You know, <laughs> um, I don't think so. And the impression, Doc, I was talking earlier about the Will Ospreay thing. Like Will Ospreay wanted to put Charlotte over, and they just, <laughs> no, like, nah, <laughs> you're going over the young guy, brother. Gotta do this Finley uh, triple threat, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but obviously. As we've mentioned a couple of times, it seemed like the kind of arc that Okada was on early in the year of him being kind of the guy who was like dismissive and wanted to keep his spot away from the young guys. Um, that got derailed <laughs> before like the Sonata project, you know what I mean? So I think it was probably who knows? Who knows? Um David Weimer, 499, appreciate you. Do you think we're seeing the start of an international version of the Vince Vince's territory poaching? No. Um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. GN, two pounds, appreciate you. Fear not, wanted man will carry both New Japan and TNA. <laughs> he might have to. Many are saying this, you know? Many are saying this. Showtime Spurs, $5. Appreciate you as always. The year is 2026. Jack Perryism has brought a new golden age to Japanese wrestling. Jack Perry and Hook for the IWGP total sells out to Tokyo Dome. You're, uh. Maybe the junior belt. You're, you're smoking some strong shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's imagination right there. Uh, Will Chisholm, $2. Appreciate you. We know Cody already pitching a match for Card. <laughs> Cody's about the money, brother. You know, Cody's all about the money. Karan, 100 rupees, appreciate it. Okada versus Dom going to have a heated eight minutes on a Raw with Mommy Chance <laughs> at the midpoint. Locked in, brother. Karan's Okada. getting some stick up out of this. <laughs> Rhea does that little thing where she like, waves at him and he does like a big sell in the middle of the ring. Kevin Patrick, he's tired on commentary. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the hits, brother. Reservoirs Fabrizio Romano, the top reporter in all of sports yeah. journalism. Uh, $5 appreciate Yeah, Breaking. Talks ongoing between Okada and Imperium. Triple H is looking to create a tag team of Okada and Gunther called The Axis. No, here we go yet. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Will Chisholm, $5 appreciate Yeah, I'd like to see Okada versus Randy Orton. People used to say Okada is Randy if Randy cared in his 20s. <laughs> That would rule, yeah. Well, I don't know if it would actually rule, but I would pretend it ruled because you have to do these things. Yeah, you I'd, be, I'd like to see it. Randall, mate, you know? Yeah. I don't think I'll ever say anything slanderous about Randy or whatever again, you know? That would be the <laughs> most well-worked three and a quarter you have ever seen. It really... 
when, the crowd come, when, when Randy hits his five moves and down, the crowd comes up. <laughs> both, both guys agreeing and to, to to like not do any of their signature offense until about fifteen minutes in. You know, the big stare down at the start of the match. Like the bell rings and they just stay in their corner. You know, they're both about like Jeez. six three, six four too. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the Picard most. Picard is a merchant for that as well, bro. Like just, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves it, you know? <laughs> I'd love to uh, get some stats on how many minutes Okada has spent just staring at someone in the ring, you know? One Probably looking was, at uh, hours at this point. <laughs> I was I was talking to someone last night about like the matches in WWE, and they said Cena, and like my brain like exploded at what this match <laughs> would look like. That just, just sounds like the funniest possible. Like, yeah. especially with how John is now, like how theatrical he is. Like, him doing that opposite Okada is... Oh, John. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. That would have been, kind of, been kind of fun six years ago. John, John's a full-blown, like, thespian now. You know? He's a cartoon like, he's character, just... right? Mazfan, 84, I appreciate it. Okada versus Orton, Raw main equals five back bumps, five minutes, money clip. <laughs> Five minute money yeah. clip. Five might be too many on the bumps front, but yeah. I, so, I, I think Randy Orton's taken less than ten bumps since coming back. I feel yeah, pretty probably. confident in saying that. He is so over to it, it doesn't even matter. It's crazy. It doesn't it literally doesn't matter. It's not like you're watching like oh Randy looks slow and beat up or because no, he can just as long as he can yeah. execute his stuff well, it's like you can book around it, right? It's it's fine. And out of those less than say let's say he's done nine, took nine bombs. Five of those have been okay. So. Yeah. Will cheers on four dollars, appreciate you. It was funny seeing AEW fans telling Tony to fight back and try to get Julia. Hey man. Julia's a big sign, brother. Cast a shell on nine ninety nine, appreciate you. Shout out to all y'all and my boy Ibu. I'm buried in snow in the city right now. No Tony Khan. This Okada news got me hype. What possible Okada match or feud are all of you most excited for WWE or AEW? None. Um, Ma- no, there's got to be a match. Like you have, like, gone to your head, you know, you got to pick one person from WWE. Or yeah, AEW there's still some cool matches. Uh, Gunther Okada would be really cool. I would yep. love to see Kenny Omega and Okada run it back at Wembley Stadium. Yep. Um, outside of that. I, I sincerely don't care. Mm. So Joe and Okada, they wrestled it in like an indie show in like 2011, I think. No, I don't, don't want to say that. Joe Okada is my language, you know. That's, uh... the, the, the thing with Okada Joe is that it'd be cool if if it was the the Joe layout where Joe just destroys you and then you have to fight back within the space of nine minutes. That would be very very interesting. A traditional main event wrestling match with Okada and Joe versus is, is something that does not interest me. Sanganda Chanko, 35. Apologies, I don't know the currency. Uh, Ibu, does Triple H not rate Braun? Is that why he hasn't got the call? If he pushes Stevenson over him, I might put trips on fraud alert law in the gym right now. We're, we're jumping the gun there a little bit, but. um. Yeah. You're jumping the gun a bit. Gun a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Uh, <laughs> He, he he does think Braun's a stud. What's the delay for his call up? I'm not quite sure personally, uh, but there isn't there isn't a natural spot for him. That's the right thing. now. And, and and when I was having a conversation about this, it was one of those things where it was just like, 
they have set plans right now. And if they throw him in right now in the mix, he wouldn't be able to sink his teeth into anything super concrete with what we already got set up for certain guys. Cause they now they now apparently plot these storylines months in advance. Uh, allegedly, this is what was said to me. Like for example, so the, the, the plans for survivor series, right. were set up in like, like right after SummerSlam, uh, which to be fair, I, I, I did notice that they were doing a judgment day war games in like September's, you know? Uh, so, um, we'll see, we'll see. But, uh, when I asked about Braun, the last thing I heard was that Paul Heyman has an unconventional idea for him. So we'll see what that is. That was ages ago now. So it was. Uh, poorly um, and unconventional idea is a dangerous recipe, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of scary. Uh, Hosh 199, that Seth report surely is a work, right? Uh, well, we was gonna leave this until after we finish these super chats, and we've only got a few left, and it's now been brought up via super chat. So, I guess we have to yes. just kind of we'll just get straight to it, man. Um, Seth Rollins update from Wrestle Votes, who he's been known to be very reliable, to be honest, when it comes to their scooping. So, uh, Wrestle Votes tweeted 14 minutes ago, I'm told the plan as of now is for Seth Rollins to address his health and future as world champion this Monday night on Raw. My God. Which is uh, <laughs> concerning. Yeah. You know? Bro. Bro. I sincerely hope this, uh, that he's okay. We what? have a lot. I know we have a lot of fun. Like, and Seth's not my favorite wrestler, but that would be fucking brutal, man. I don't want that, for that dude. That'd be awful. Yeah, this would be okay. Finally, look at the end of the day, he, he's had a long run in WWE, and uh, I would be happy for him for him to at least in his mind get that Mania main event that he always felt he wanted. So yeah, two birds one stone. He got the main event. Punk got the main event. That would have been a super heated match. <laughs> to 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 lose that would really fucking suck. Uh, yeah, and my it is just a. If it is just an elaborate work, it might be. Yeah, I'm saying. I hope so here's it is, the thing. I hope it's not a real, there, you know, problem. There's a precedent. There's a chance, and this is not. I'm just saying, like, there could be a version of this where he walks out with the crutches. He starts it off like it sounds like he's about to go away, and he goes, "I'm going nowhere." I'm yeah. Not even if they're like, say, what if they like play as like a short term thing? They could do that. Here's the thing, Wade Keller in his extended audio about this, he did say that. um they could absolutely, he said WWE's being tight-lipped about it because they're very aware that people know about his injury. And he, he absolutely said that. He said, he said, there's a very good chance that they could be tight-lipped about it to kind of have fun with it on TV for a little bit. Uh, so we shall see. We shall see if that's what they do. For all we know that, um, for all we know, it's 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 a, a knee injury of to some degree, of course, but maybe not the worst possible. Uh, Fightful said this, and, and people close to Seth Rollins were saying that, like, they don't think it's an ACL I think by now they'd have a concrete answer on what it would be, but they, they didn't think it was that. And I know when I asked about this show, that what they said to me was that Seth's mentality, that his personal mindset was that if it's anything other than an ACL, he's going to find a way to wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah, so Which, you yeah, know, which uh, brutal, but wrestlers do these types of things. Yeah. yeah like, they have been quite weird about it. It's not, bro, I've, you know, I've, I've kicked around a few times since we spoke earlier in the week. So obviously after Raw, I was straight on to it, be like, yo, you know, we got to ask around about this. So we've been asking around about Seth. Basically, you know, not consistently every day or week, but multiple times this week. Between a few of us have asked around about Seth. And uh, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday, Ibu said something like, um, like we, we all knew, because like, it was reported, that he was having like an MRI or something on, it was like, I think the reporting was Wednesday. 
So like on Wednesday, when I was asking around about it, if you got back to me and he said something like, they think it's this. And I was like, what do you mean they think? Like, he had an MRI scan, didn't he? Like, don't, they, don't they know what it is if he's had an MRI scan? Do you know what I mean? So, um... I don't, I don't, I don't quite know what to think about it either. Cause it's not even like wrestle votes. Like in response to the super chat, I guess it's like it's not like the report is saying Seth is cooked. Do you know what I mean? The report is just no. that Seth is addressing his future on, which hopefully will be obviously yeah. understandably is concerning. Yeah. you know, but yeah. um, hopefully it'll be described and it will just be a you know like a setup for a promo. They they did that last. Uh, Monty, do you remember? Do you have any recollection of a Seth Rollins knee injury scare last year against Austin Theory? It was like in January. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There was an injury scare he had last year in January against Austin Theory. And people didn't know what was the deal with that. And he was gone for a week. And Sean Ross had just kind of put out that I got the indication that Seth's just really good at selling, which, you know, anyway. Um, and so Rollins comes on TV and he has the crutches and then he immediately throws them away. And it was like a big swerve. And a couple of years ago, they did this with Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah. And then Randy Orton did the same thing a couple of years ago. He was like, I got to say, uh, it's looking like I'm going nowhere. And he throws the crutches away and he RKO's AJ Styles and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, again, hopefully it's something like that. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. We'll, we'll, Let's we'll... finish these super chats off real quick. Uh, Gabriel Bessa, 199. Appreciate you. New Japan need to outgrow Okada. I don't hate him leaving. I mean, I gotta think of something. You know, yeah. Um, I just it would be it would be beneficial if he was there to help them kind no, of we, get we, through. I that, think you know? all three of us <laughs> on screen right now, which is just coincidentally, you know, the worldwide guys. But like we've said for like pretty much the whole time we've known each other, which is only, like, obviously it's only been like a couple of years, but it's like the top of New Japan scene, like the top of the card total scene and stuff in New Japan has been like the same names for a long time, and it's been. You know, we've been calling for something like the Musketeers, like not specifically those three talents, you know what I mean? But like something like the Musketeers to come in and kind of start a new age of top stars. Yeah. And it just hasn't happened. And here we are in 2024. There was glimpses of it in 2023, but didn't come to fruition. It's like 2024, it feels like they've got no fucking choice, you know? Well, you can't rely on Nice, though, bro. His fucking knees are falling oh. apart. And that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's, he's all. It's all you know, Tanahashi's that times ten, right? So it's like, yeah, it's Tanahashi, bro. Tanahashi, I don't he's even, like, he's yeah. he's like he's like half retired in my head. Like, I don't see <laughs> yeah. Tanahashi as it's, you know, I think we definitely, we definitely co signed the super chat in terms of like it forces their hands to do what we said they should have been doing for a while. It's just. <laughs> It's from a business point of view. It's like you should really would, yeah. You'd rather not have your hand forced to that degree. Oh, yeah. Ideally, they would have done this in yeah. twenty nineteen yeah. when fucking like, when the first like you know AEW went up. So like Jesus, like, you know we need to. What are we bringing to the table? Do you know what I mean? But because um, I had the stars at the forefront of it, but like, there was no one really like coming up. You get me? But anyway. Well, cheers on five dollars. Appreciate you, Paul Heyman. Cutting a promo on Okada would be beast, be hilarious. Uh. I think an Okada Heyman promo segment would actually more look like. I am of the belief that you are one of the most transcendent wrestlers, not of this era, but of all time. And he just fucking kisses his ass and asks to basically be his advocate. I could see some shit like that. That would probably be like a backstage skit or something. He's walking backstage and it's like, 
Rainmaker. And he fucking just makes the pitch to him. So. <laughs> Jonathan Gomez, one ninety nine. appreciate you. The 2024 Continental Classic is about to be nuts. Yeah, man, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this just came up in my head. So, I wish we had a definitive answer on what the fuck is the plan with Dwayne and Roman. And, and I wish we had a definitive answer on if they really want Roman to break a record. Because... Oh, in a couple of weeks. Look, I, I say this to say, Monty. I say this to say. <laughs> if, 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 like, if they were just straight up and like, yeah, so it's just going to be Dwayne and Roman and we want him to break Hogan's record. I'd be like, cool. Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk at WrestleMania night one. Oh, yeah, I understand that. I you understand know? that. But... but you can't make that pivot until you know what the fuck the plan is with Roman. And I'm sure they know what it is. They won't tell people. Yeah, that's what I mean. They know what it is. And it is. We're consumers, brother. You know, we're consumers. It's January 19th. I don't think it's, like, bad that we don't know one, like, you know, that the WrestleMania main event graphic hasn't dropped yet. You know? No, no, the audience <laughs> not, is not the end of the world. And, and I think it's funny and slightly laughable. Like, and like I know Dave, just, he's just doing his job. But, like, he, he framed it in his report as if, like, they haven't really figured out which, which one they're going to do. I'm like, but yes, they have. Oh, yes, they have. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's, either, it's like... as simple as Rock's either available or he's not. And he, they know that by now. Yeah. You know? So, yes, bro. <laughs> there's no way it's like, there's no way it's January 19th and they're like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Dwayne's going to come through this year. Like, no way. I would, the only thing I would say is I agree like 80%, but Dwayne is the one guy that I think could have them in that kind of state. You know? Oh, like Last year, Joe. Last year, Joe. They that's the only thing I would say. <laughs> last year, what they told Dwayne was, you have until like late December to let us know if you're doing this. And and then when that didn't happen, they're like, okay, Cody's winning the Rumble. Yeah. Because Mon- Monty's almost certainly right. I'm just saying, if there's one guy who would have them in the state of like, should yeah, we just one guy can feasibly imagine having them fucking the balls like that. Yeah, it's obviously the, the Rock they've wanted they've wanted Rock Roman for years at this point. Right, that was always something they wanted to do. So, so they'll be thirsty about it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm yeah, still, true. I'm still sticking by my uh, my prediction I made on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm streaming with Joe. What was your final prediction? He just doesn't wrestle. <laughs> Rock just doesn't. Wasn't that it? Well, my final prediction is that I don't think he wrestles this side of Mania. Joe, right. can you hear about what Drew McIntyre said to Cody Rhodes on TV this Wednesday? I mean, his Monday. No. He said to him, he told a story, and basically, the, to, to super speed it up, basically, he said that you told me, Drew said that Cody told him a long time ago that I would main event WrestleMania and be a champion one day. And fast forward, and this is before he got released, he said, fast forward. I have now done this. I have now won championships twice in the main event of Mania. And he said, he told, look at Cody dead in the eye, Joe. And he said, doesn't matter who has come back. He said, I know a lot of people making a lot of jokes and memes and gifts at you. Acknowledging the rock thing. He said, I know people making a lot of jokes and memes and gifts and people are coming back. He looked at him dead in the eye and said, forget all of that. You are going to finish your story. And Cody did the fake Cody like I'm about to cry face where like he's kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, like you know you know you know the face Joe. you know the face he sort of looked down a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he kind of like bit his lip a little kind of did that head whip like you know <laughs> yeah so so oh, Juice said that yeah yeah he he did he after the crowd pop and the pause and and, and the Cody cry mm. he did go but not before I finish my story <laughs> so but. Yeah. Real but deal, the, the, the fact that they acknowledge it is interesting. 
you know. Yeah, definitely. So it's what I've been saying for a few weeks, mate. It's like they're fucking dreading it home, bro. Like, is Cody gonna finish his stuff on commentary? People are mentioning it in promos. He's obviously talking about it all the time. In fucking in other content that WWE are making, he's mentioning it. <laughs> he keeps talking. Oh, did you guys see the thing with the kids? A, a little kid was just kind of like, "When are you gonna win a championship?" And Cody was just kind of like, "Ah." <laughs> anyway, um. Losing fight four ninety nine appreciate it. Always thought Punk was winning at WrestleMania. Seth needed a break. Definitely see him winning now. We'll see how he plays out, man. We'll see how he plays out. Mass fan eighty four. One ninety nine. Uh would Tony Khan try to run Okada versus Shibata rematch? Oh my god. He is that he is a sicko capable of things like that. He'll so. do it he'll do it under pure rules on honor club. <laughs> <laughs> it will be taped at like you know, one thirty a.m. after a collision. Oh, oh. <laughs> that match! <laughs> Have you guys seen that match? Of course, yeah. yeah man. It's one of the most psychopathic things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah poor Tony Khan is a sicko. That match is that would be tempted to do it again. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of match that's like. I think you're best leaving it alone because I don't know how you possibly do a sequel to that match. You know, like it's yo. Yeah. That's one of those matches. That's one of those matches. I don't argue with anyone if they thought it was the best wrestling match ever. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, GN one of the best matches ever for sure. Two pounds. Appreciate you. Royal Rumble winner wins the World Heavyweight Championship. They've done it before. They have. Um, is this is I just really if Seth really is hurt, hurt right? This does open to some things up for certain guys, including a Gunther. You know, I'm just you know. Well, once upon a time, Gunther was for the vacant world's title, and an outsider who had arrived the the prior fall came in claiming he was the real world's champion. (laughs) <laughs> and entered the Royal Rumble and left as the world's champ. So, I mean, with, I don't know. With, with some, a tear in his eye. With a tear in his eye. So, there's some parallels. Yeah, I don't know. Karan 100 rupees. Appreciate you. Seth's my guy, and it's brutal that he would have a repeat of the WrestleMania 32 build injury. Hope it's a while. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't want anyone to miss Mania, you know, um, especially like WWE's top guys and stuff. So. To say Rhodes, 499, appreciate you. Roman hitting Okada with that shitty spear or Miz working Okada will be my 13th Trust the process, 34999, appreciate you. Tony Khan badly needs a hole in freeze or make cuts. At this point, he's just signing guys for the pop and ego. <laughs> adding Okada, Taurus, Brian Keith, zero cuts. What What's good is adding all this talent when you can't maximize their usage. You know what I suggested, Monty, last night on the space? I said, look, I'm never, I'm never going to advocate for people who like where they're working and are comfortable in their situation to just lose their jobs, right? But you know what I do think would be a kind of a, a productive system is that they did some type of exercise twice a year where they notify the talent that if you let us know, if you let HR know ahead of time that you would like to be released from your contract and maybe then it can be submitted for approval by some type of board or whatever, and then AEW then works throughout the next maybe six to eight weeks to phase you out of their TV and storylines and then relinquish you from the contract. Some type of system like that where it's almost like the, the, the talent voices they would like to leave, AEW goes to AEW's decision makers, and then they kind of phase you out. Um, I, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world, personally, with, with, with the depth of the, of the roster at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
Trust the process, 34, 499, appreciating. Adding guys just to throw him in six mans and give him busy work. Jay's still waiting for his push. Take Swerve, Hangman. Gonna see plenty underwhelming pushes. We'll see how it goes out, but there is a lot of very talented people to try and juggle, you know. Um, Alright, let's. Uh, we're just talking about signing, so I'm gonna kind of give the latest updates from reports and stuff regarding AEW signings. Uh, so Lucha Blood and Dave Marks have now reported that Black Taurus has a AEW slash ROH deal. Uh, but he probably needs to change his name as Triple H owns the Taurus gimmick. And I believe the Black Taurus gimmick just come, it's just an extension of Taurus mm-hmm. that he does for his US date. So I don't think that's going to work either. So we'll see what the thinking is there. Um, Vikingo has signed a new Triple A deal, which I think is, I don't think many people are actually expecting, to be honest. Uh, at least our friends, I don't know. We're not like, right. super tapped into Lucha and stuff. But um, yeah, Vikingo signed a new deal with Triple A. Uh, will Osprey, of course, signed with AEW, but he will be on AEW Revolution and then AEW TV regular in Feb. Um, what else have we got? Mercedes Monet. Um, some people in AEW expect May, uh, Mercedes Monet to be coming in after she's finished some acting commitments. Mm. Uh, yeah, Dave Meltzer also said something about some people in WWE still think there's a chance she's at the Rumble. But I think that's just kind of just people just being like, not me. Like, I would still think there's like a chance, you know, like there's yeah. a slight chance, I guess, because it's Mercedes Monet and I'll never lock in any sort of prediction with her. So, um, I yeah, don't man. know, Dave. Y'all been worked before. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Dave Meltzer reported in Wrestling of a Newsletter that Brian Keith also. As an AEW deal, but um, I'm just going to put a little asterisk next to that for now because when we report, well, when we aggregated that and put it out on the WrestlePurist page, received a very interesting message from someone who would obviously know. And uh, I just need to double check a few things before I. Obviously, Dave's reported it, but before I myself to leave it, there's, um, I just need to double check a few things. But uh, yeah, yeah, Dave has reported that he has got an AEW deal, but like I said, Little, little skeptical, but it could be the case. I'm not saying it's not true. It's just for it's sure. A, there's it's also true. like a lot of there's there's an ongoing kind of disconnect at times when it's reported about like what a deal is in AEW because there are so many different versions of that too. I know, so it's kind of Dave actually even put like uh, it's not said whether it's a per appearance deal oh, yeah. or a full on deal. And this person still reached out to me and was, oh really? Yeah. Well. Because yeah, so, I know um, the per appearance thing happens sometimes. They get reported, and the rest is like, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think I'll tell you what. I, I I think he's. I thought he was signed to a tier deal just on the fact that they were flying him out to TVs. Yeah, he's been oh, traveling yeah. to AEW. We know that because he's been at the tape. He's wrestled on most of them. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean the indies that he would work for, they they've announced like that they you know that he's he's withdrawn from certain indies because of an opportunity that he's getting, and they were like, we support. Brian Keith. So the writing on the wall very much seemed to me that okay, so he's signed to some type of tiered AEW contract, and um, you know, and, and he's going to try to grow from there. So that's what it looked like. So if, he's if, in Japan at the moment with uh, DDT. I think he's with. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna check that which out. Which has always been a, uh, which has always been a career goal for him. Um, mm-hmm. As he mentioned, yeah. wrestle purists. He did. I, I did like a fucking nearly an hour long interview <laughs> with him, man. Um, 
Yeah, he's just, really guys, cool guy, man. Really cool. Well, a lot of the goals he named in that interview are already starting to come into fruition, and I'm happy for him. So. Literally. Yeah. yeah. That Russell uh, Pierce bombed, brother. He's trying to, uh, bro, this is a conspiracy, I'm telling you. <laughs> every, uh, every person who we interview goes on to, uh, goes on to great things, bro. You know? Um, all right, so that's the latest on the incomings, the AEW, and obviously that little Viking going out as well. Monty, we, um, we got some exciting uh, news. Oh, what is it, Ivo? Butch's name has been changed. Oh, come going on. back to Pete Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> who's, saying, who's saying this? Or has WWE dropped a graphic or something? Or what's going on here? Uh, this, this is, this is, you guys will not believe me, but I got sent this from an internal rundown. And at this, almost at around the same time, Sean put something out. So there you go. Oh, so it's basically his name's Pete Dunn on the rundowns. His name is Pete Dunn. Okay. Um, uh, a few super chats just real quick. What about Luchatorus? Uh, Ew. Fuck that. Uh, Luchatorus. That was like, no. Yeah, that's. I laughed at that. Yeah, I have to credit to the drawing like, board, you know. Bro, the chat, the chat is triumphant about this Pete Dunn business. I didn't realize. I didn't realize everyone was so excited. <laughs> bro, his name. They changed his name to Butch Joe. Like, I know, but like, I just, I thought, uh, you know, oh, God bless. Yeah, I, I was like, fuck out of here, and then everyone's like, yeah, everyone's fired up. I was like, good, good for them, man. Good uh, it's, it's nasty, Joe. They had this guy walking around with a fake name. Like, <laughs> super chat one ninety nine uh, from. PFAF PDF 199. Appreciate you. If Seth is injured, just have Priest cash in. I mean, there's, there's multiple ways they're going to have to figure out how to play, but none of them are ideal because ideally you world champion don't get injured. You know what I mean? Wrestling fucking Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Next um, week, Monty, they do have Priest scheduled to face Drew next week, which is crazy serendipity. Do. Which is crazy serendipity because if they really wanted to do this, and this would be a Paul Heyman thing. They could have Priest cash in and win the belt at the beginning of the show. And in the main event, now it's a World Heavyweight Championship match. Mm-hmm. Matt Hennessy, 599, appreciate it. If Sefi's hurt, does Becky versus Rhea headline WrestleMania and you get Sammy and Drew involved with Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship? Again, I don't want just punk in a no idea, but there's all kinds of weird options and some more likely than others, some definitely worse than others. Uh, but this is definitely a, uh, what's the saying, spanner in the works. This is... Yeah, I, I will say this. You know what? Real quick, I, I wouldn't mind Drew Sammy for the world title and Punk and KO in a grudge match, non-title. It feels like Punk's probably going to close night one, regardless. To be honest, because mm. just the, the that to me that's like one of the cent- central attractions of the show. You know, mm. I, I hear you, but I also. I think Becky. I think if Seth, if Seth's out, I, I don't that, mind. I think that hurts his chances. Notably. not significantly, just notably hurts. It, his it may. I just to me, it's like the way they're doing this long build to him just even being in the rumble. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. Obviously, I don't. You know, it doesn't bother me either way. I, I think it, it is what it is at this point. Hopefully, Seth's okay. Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate it. Did you guys see TNA last night? Any views on the show and Osprey versus Alexander? I saw like. 70% of Osprey versus Alexander. Very good. I watched that main event. Do I got to say? You know where I stood with um, the first one. You know where I, I stood do. with yeah. Josh Alexander. I thought this match was amazing. 
Yeah, I saw clips. I need to watch the whole thing. It'll be in the match card, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Grant Hudson, 1999. Appreciate you very much, brother. AEW makes the most sense for Okada. But if Seth is cooked and he does go to WWE, could you see Hunter putting the World Heavyweight Championship on Okada right away and doing Punk versus Okada at what one instead? Okada versus Gunther is the match I'd want to see, though. Could you imagine if like Okada was like a panic signing to replace Seth Rollins? <laughs> like, like, that was how they did it, you know? <laughs> Winning the big the big gold in like, yeah, like Australia. None of these suggestions have been the same regarding like Seth Rollins' injury. So it's like who knows, man? It's just none of us have mentioned Seth Austin too, right? The chat's talking about Austin a lot, so Ooh. I've said a lot of possibilities, man. Team's punk. price has just gone up, brother. Punk uh, punk 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 did meet with him um a while back now, maybe a month ago. But when I asked about that, it was it was very much a, they're just hanging out. And I was kind of like, okay. And, and and the indication I got was one of those, like, Steve Austin. Like, this is how I visualize it, right? With Steve Austin on the porch, they're waffling about wrestling. But when it was one of those, like, are you serious about these things? It's one of those, like, uh, you know, I'll let you know, uh, type of things. You know, so it, it didn't seem like they were going to do, do, do the match this year, to be honest. But, you mm-hmm. know, the price of the brick has gone up now, you know. And, uh yes. You know, so. um, it means doubled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will Chisholm, $5. Appreciate it. Will Gunther get his name back, or is it too far gone with that? I think it's too far gone. I don't think this is like an actual... Bro, I think I it was, was more... I think like the change from Walter to Gunther was more kind of a like a shock value thing. You know? Yeah. He's not it was like more symbolised than it being a bad name. Yeah. Uh-huh. People I, I, were mad about where, like, kind of that being a thing we do, like, rather than Butch is a where, terrible name. Where is right? Butch? Is like yeah, that needs addressing, yeah. mate. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here we. I got a suit for you guys. Paul Levesque offered him to change his name back, like in the second week of his regime. He was like, "Yo, class of the castle. When you walk out, do you want your name to be Walter?" And Gunther said no. And then Triple H went, "Okay." <laughs> Makes his decision as Sam's boy. It was remember the moment where Vinci was reintroduced as part of Imperium as the third person? Because remember he was yeah. in that movie. In that moment it was like the Imperium trio was reunited. That was also gonna be the moment where he got his name back and he didn't want it. That would have been interesting for like that the reactions to that would have been awesome, I think, in Cardiff, you know? Oh uh, it, it's just, been cool. The Imperium team and it's like it just it, it, yeah. the the way it was described to me was like it's gonna say Gunther then the name was gonna dissipate on the graphic and just say Walter and it's like oh honestly think like I don't know if it's sacrilege but I just think that his name now is better but you know it's like I could totally get why people were connected and why they didn't like the change because at the time when they did the change it was a rough stretch right so I yeah get it. and, and it, his outlook looked bleak because like it was main yeah. for nobody was clicking you know what I mean so. Yeah. Alright, um, Big AO, 199. Twitter memes and pride derailed WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the match was that, I think, the match was actually booked before the fucking, yeah, well, yeah, because that's what Tony Khan kicked off about, isn't it? You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, but it, it was, was yeah. Be, it was gonna be, yeah. like, some short bullshit. But yeah, he's right, though, I think. Um, like I said, bro, it's, it's brutal. When your world champion gets injured on a random defense versus Jinder Mahal, it's, 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 there's not really a positive outlook on that, you know? Um, 
Wilches on five dollars, appreciate you. TNA was good, but TNA have to be TNA. That Dana Brook promo was weird. I mean, her name is Ash by Elegance, so <laughs> get it right, you know. Um, Huncho four ninety nine, appreciate you. TK is trying to build an all star team, but there's a reason all star games aren't entertaining. KD, Bron, Luca, Steph all can't go off the same game. It's some role like play it. bro. You need yeah, like correct. Yeah. Robert Covington needs to get some run, bro. You need to get. That, that's like your favorite role player to cite. I, I love him so much. Time. Listen, you need guys to rebound. You need guys to defend. You need guys to hit the corner three pointers. Not everybody can yeah. be a Murray ball handler. True. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that was the super chats from now. Keep them coming. Uh, so we talked about the AEW signings, latest there. We spoke in depth about Okada. Um, I was going to bring this up yesterday, but uh, it was just a thoughtful select up there on Andrade. Um, just bluntly putting that Andrade has finished with AEW and it has an agreement with WWE. I don't think anywhere is actually blank, like, bluntly put it, you know. Um, even like, like, we broke the news that he was leaving AEW, do you know what I mean? But like, we didn't, we didn't like bluntly say he is going to WWE. It was like he's believed by people that mm-hmm. where Sean is saying like he has an agreement with WWE. Anyway, uh Andrade's original AEW deal was only two years, but with injury time added, extended it to him being through the being with AEW through the end of 2023. Numerous AEW talent said he'd mentioned that he planned to stay with AEW, but by the end of his run, told wrestlers that he was heading back to WWE. Charlotte Flair pushed for Andrade to return to WWE, and Andrade had actually pushed for Ric Flair to come into AEW. <laughs> so he's, le- <laughs> he's leaving AEW with Ric Flair whilst he goes to reunite with his uh with his shoot wife, <laughs> Charlotte Flair in WWE. So, um, yeah, man, just a few details there on Andrade. Um... <laughs> what a character. <laughs> he's a beast, man. I, I love Andrade, bro. <laughs> he's, um, he genuinely is like one of my favourite like, wrestlers of today. Him, you know, he's just... <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> he's a beast, man. I'll tell you this. All his tweets are funny, you know? All of them are funny. <laughs> I want to add this. He... He was pushing for Ric Flair in for two years. This isn't like that's not a new thing. He was he was making it clear to anyone that would listen in 2021 that he wanted Charlotte. He yes. was he wanted yeah, he wanted the Flair. whole family to the, the picture entire, and everything. He wanted the entire family in AEW and was pushing for this. And at right. the t- at the time when he was going hard about this, he was at the peak of Charlotte's frustration in WWE. Because um late 2021, she was not happy. And coming out of WrestleMania in 2022. Charlotte decided, like, she was telling people, like, I will never deal with Vince again. And she, she was just, she was, like, I just will never deal with Vince again. again. And by the time she came back, which is December, what a, what a hiatus. You know, she was working for Triple H. So uh, there you have that. Um, and uh, you said, Monty, that uh, Sean Rossett was the first person to put it bluntly. But for anyone that's paying attention to Zena Vega, She's like screaming from the heavens to anyone that would listen every day. Andrade's coming. No, but she didn't say Andrade has signed for WWE. Any, right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yes, uh, two days ago, she like Andrade like posted a workout picture and she just replied with an hourglass emoji. And I'm like, why are you allowed to do this? <laughs> do we do we think it's the rumble? Is that the is that the, the belief? Sure, it's possible. Very possible. We'll see. They we'll were see. gonna trot him out. Um. 
the the first week of the year, and then they changed their mind. But and I, and I think part of that was also that he wanted to tend to to Ashley. So I need him back on my TV, man. I I, yeah, already. It's only been a few weeks. Um, it's too long, bro. It's too long. I, you know what? You know, I noticed, Joe. I was watching Collision, and I was like, why don't I like this as much? And I was like, oh yeah, Andrade's not here. <laughs> All right, so. Uh... My next thing I wanted to get to is there's uh, been some there's been a few injury and return updates. So of course I'm sure everyone by now knows about Cora J torn ACL. Took a picture on crutches. Uh, she could be out for up to a year. Uh, Charlotte Flair's posted multiple post up videos of her doing some light training. Uh, so a lot of people very very optimistic about you know a lot of people kind of just seeing her. You know uh, I don't think it's anything too crazy out the ordinary you know uh a bit of movement after an operation you know of course shout out to her because if anyone knows charlotte flair or anything about her as a fan it is that she's probably going to try and uh do some miraculous speedy recovery on this injury so Mm -hmm. um she's a grinder bro so shout out charlotte flair for starting that rehab grind already um, Dakota Kai, she said on Twitch that her rehab is going well, but she doesn't have a clear date yet. Uh, Keith Lee is set for a double surgery, according to his private Twitter account. Uh, Kenny Omega will reassess where he's at in seven weeks and see if he needs surgery, because at the time he was diagnosed with diverticulitis, his inflammation was too severe to do a surgery. So they're going to reassess it, like I said, in seven weeks weeks uh and Seth Rollins pulled from WWE shows and um yeah of course the, the more more recent update from WrestleWorks being that he's got an announcement on his status on Raw this coming Monday. Austin Theory suffered a concussion in that scary spot with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes was sweet evidently because he wrestled on the next two and uh Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar set to return Joe Hulbert so uh mm-hmm. probably a rumble with a rumble, what do we, or just what do we before think the, for a rumble match, or you know, yeah, what do we think the mania match is for Brock? What's Great the question. I really do not know, it's not an obvious answer, right? It's you can't say Gunther the answer to everything, and you know, like, so who should Maybe a card wrestle? Don't... Gunther, who should CM Punk wrestle if <laughs> fucking Seth Rollins is like if it was like Gunther's gonna drop the IC belt there too, and it's like, you know, I think it's what. <laughs> I don't know. It's, someone asked me the other day on one of my solo shows, like, what's Brock gonna do, and I was. A complete loss. I don't know. And, and you know, it's the funny thing about it. Um, if this was the Vince regime, Brock is the go-to answer when a belt is vacant, and and they, yeah. like when a belt will be broke. Yeah. You, you call Brock and he wins it because like, he's like one of those guys who's so credible, Joe. That like he can just walk onto a WWE show and just win a title in his return match, and it just you're like, all right, it's happened like five times in yeah. like in 2010s. Happened so many times, so. I don't know. I don't know if Hunter feels the same. Like he kind of, you know, I'd have the same relationship with Brock Lesnar. I don't think he does. <laughs> hey, uh, Brock, you want to just win the big gold? You know. So. But yeah, that's the returns injury updates. Just at a quick, a quick glance. Um, Picture to you guys. Hey, man. Punk and Brock for the big gold. I'm just saying. I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just, Someone uh, said Oberfeldman. Fuck. You know we mentioned earlier about like Shibata and Okada. One of those matches, I'd be hesitant for them to try and do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Rock and Punk is close to that for me. That match is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Do I? Do I? I don't know. Do I want to see them try to 
follow that up in 2024. I think, uh, I think rematch is still four stars. A very different match, though, wouldn't it? It'd be very different. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. the because the the other one went. It went like twenty minutes, right? It's one of the longer Brock it, it matches went, of this. It went room. more than twenty, bro. It went like yeah. twenty, like twenty-seven minutes or something. Yeah, it, yeah the, new, this version would go like like twelve at most, I think. <laughs> Greek Foley four ninety nine. Appreciate it. Odds that Tony Khan adds another world title by the end of twenty twenty four. We know that he's going. We know that he's go to booking crutch for his bloated roster problem. Um, uh, odds, 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 odds. Um, they, they can't, they can't. Only if he can buy the big gold from Endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we'll be okay. But yeah, any uh, any last minute super chats you want to get in, get them in now because for me, I think we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. Do a quick weekend preview. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any like pay per views or anything on this week, is the job? I think it's so, just, mate. Uh, it's quite just our weekend. standard. Just our standard SmackDown collision yes. rampage. That means that on Sunday night, when I'm sent the list of matches that we'll be rating for WrestleMania, I can sleep easy, I can relax. And that's the best, Joe. The, the yeah. worst is when is when I'm behind on the match guide and I have to like rush yeah. it. Oh, that sucks. When, yeah, when, 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 I, when I've gone through everything and there's like I have a day to spare, it's like oh, I could watch, I could watch some bullshit, you know. Absolutely. All right, so we got um, on SmackDown. We'll start there tonight. We have a uh, a huge contract signing set for Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. We have a Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa singles match. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, three and a half. Much guide. <laughs> two and a, two and a quarter. Maybe. I, 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 information on that one, actually. Legit and on the W on the W sorry on the WWE website because me and Joe pop at these why the way that, um <laughs> WWE just worded it. The Viper takes on the Bloodlines Enforcer. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> I want you guys who's whose call or slash pitch slash ask this was. Nick Aldis. No. Uh-uh. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. He said he said backstage a couple weeks ago, I got to work the big fucker before the pay-per-view. <laughs> that, Bro, that, that, that cliff last, at the end of SmackDown last week where he's like, screw his big ass. He's like, Randy's um, just... <laughs> Solo is going to settle into a nerve hold at minute two. And let me tell you, when Randy makes his comeback at minute 10, the building's going to be rocking. It's going to be, it's gonna be it, special. It's gonna be disgusting just how over that comeback's gonna be, like after like just seven minutes of nothing also. <laughs> you might as well just the make that game. match. The beauty of the game. Bro, just make yeah. the match six minutes. Just make it six minutes. It's not even gonna have a finish either, is it? <laughs> um, anyway. Roman, Roman's gonna come in but in, uh, to cut off Randy's comeback with a spear, you know? Everyone's gonna fight and do their finishers. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, the Kevin Owens show with Logan Paul. Okay. Big guest, brother. Big guest. Uh, we've got a women's tag title match. We've got Caden and Katana versus Alba and Isla. Um, I don't think I've ever watched that tag team wrestle. So. Alba Fire's decent. Uh, yeah, Isla I Dawn, remember, I haven't I actually seen enough tags. of. So. They had a tag. It may have been that match I reviewed on XTTV. That exact pairing. 
don't know. It was in the guy bonds upon the time. That probably did happen on NXT. Yeah. Time or two. Uh, but this the WWE title for this is the Unholy Union look to make Chance and Carter's WWE Women's Tag Title reign disappear. Beast. That was a little late. They could have gotten a little more colorful. All right. And uh, the last thing on the site, on the SmackDown preview, is the LWO to take on Santos Escobar, Engel, Humberto in six man tag team action. My um, God. Never open weight six mans on the line, brother. <laughs> I saw the graph. I was like, this is a worse version of last week's match because they just took last week's match and they said, it is two Carlito and Santos in it. You know? <laughs> Kylie could get a cool hot dog. I watched the I had like spare ten minutes and it was it was suggested to me on YouTube, Escobar and Kevin Owens. Was there like a conversation about that match they had? Because I found that match to be like incredibly puzzling. It was a very strange wrestling match. Escobar he looked like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. It was very funny to me. I think <laughs> that might be the match where it's like the first I think like the first half. I'm like, what's happening? And then they actually, then they set, then they settle into a decent match. Yeah, it wasn't like it was bad. It was just like he looked like absent while he was riff. I'm not sure. That's exactly what. That's that's how I would describe it. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah, it it, it came together like after like the second commercial break. You know, Escobar's work is very like spotty, very up and down. You know, Mm. it's like he goes in one match, he swings violently in quality. It's crazy. It's weird because there's some there's some matches where I'm I'm like I'm like yo he's dialed in here you know and I'm yeah. like what like is he all right <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah it's weird <laughs> all right. okay. mm. so, all right, so that's, so that's my, no. adding Spotty Santos and Carlito <laughs> <laughs> the big man oh boy all right let me go on Twitter and search AW Collision oh hell yeah Captain Cope is back in action. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm skipping. Um, Rampage kind of Rampage. Uh, yeah, the Rampage cards look yeah. good, man. But uh, apparently, the Derby Jeff match is like kind of crazy, hilariously. So, uh, okay. So on Collision, we've got Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Claudio and Brian. Lovely. Oh, some yeah. real grab shot there. Oh, you know. That's lovely. That is. <laughs> please, please let Ortiz talk a little bit before this match. They should do those promos they used to on Collision, like you know the ones before Elton John. Just do those. Uh, we've got a Cope Open. Who are we thinking oh, this yeah. week, fellas? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> we'll probably get the Anthony Henry match here. Yeah, right? Anthony Henry or something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got we got Mox. We here from John Moxley. He returns. AW collision in St. Louis. So uh, I think you should call out Samoa Joe. Just me. Oh, yeah. So do I, mate. So oh, yeah. do I, mate. A lot oh, has changed since the last time I was in AEW. I'm just like, got a new Joe, guy. Go like talk shit about him too in the media, man. That should be oh, that's money. We've also got uh, Buddy Matthews versus Daniel Garcia. Lovely. Oh, this is Joe Horbuck Promotions, this is, isn't it? Oh, what a <laughs> lovely time. This is a good lineup. Yeah. Hip toss. Uh, is there anything else? Is there anything Arm else drag. I can find? I'd imagine that an hour before the, the show, we'll probably get the announcement of a Sky Blue match. Well, you get what you get. It's a great tradition <laughs> in professional wrestling. <laughs> All right, Rampage, what can I find here? Uh, Jericho versus Seidel. 
Monkey's paw. Uh, um, Chris Statlander versus Queen Aminata. Lovely. Penta versus Anthony Henry. Mm. And Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allin, which has got some promising reviews. Mm-hmm. I very, uh, very ambitious from Jeff Hardy, I'm getting told. <laughs> so, God bless. And that's Rampage and Collision. Um, yeah, fellas, what, what, what match are we also, circling then? It's on none of those shows. We forgot the big match. I don't even know who he's wrestling, but Nick Nemeth is working Puerto Rico tomorrow. And it's on fight, so I may do the most... One of the more unhinged things I would have ever done and watch that show. Um, you got card owners on it, which is, you know... You have, have to, to review it, it, right? You have yeah. to review that, yeah. Yeah, that's a match card. That's match card if I've ever had it, you know? <laughs> what if he runs the razor, brother? What if he does it real, you know? What if? There's a proper, <laughs> he's probably... That's probably what he probably... He's going to do a real Puerto Rican day. Coast you know? to coast, I mean, you know? Yeah, he's, he's going to do it properly, brother. He's going to have a brawl and bleed. And, you know? God, that would rule. God. Could you imagine Ziggler doing a bloodbath, bro? Oh, my God. With the hair, it'd be awesome. He, yep. he, his, his post-match promo, he's just kind of like, he's just like, Carlos Colon! He's, <laughs> he's just naming Puerto Rican legends and stuff. Good times. We're going to get many pops out of Nick Nemeth for sure, I think. Anyway, um, let's do these last two chats and get out of there. Willie199, appreciate it as always. Excited for a modern epic tonight. Solo Sokova versus Randy. Let's fucking go. I hear you. Custodian Lexus King 499, appreciate you. If Seth is really out of mania and Punk needs a dancer partner, the custodian is 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 and to make his mania debut. Fuck this on bit up. A stadium full of registered Lex offenders. <laughs> you can't even get your super chats right, brother. You ain't getting that punk match. Uh Will Chisholm, five dollars, appreciate you. Have there been any talks about who might be Bianca's Mania match? Since it feels like it was Charlotte. Yeah, I haven't heard. I think it other. was, wasn't it? It was it was gonna be Charlotte. That was at yeah. least the early discussion. It, it was gonna be Charlotte. Charlotte was gonna turn heel on her for the nineteen seven nineteenth that time, but um yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they do now. I, I I think they should pivot to Jade Cargill personally, and I think you build that as a super match in 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 a, in a stadium. Twelve minutes bombs. Can Jade Cargill end J, uh, Bianca's WrestleMania undefeated streak? You know. Trust the process. Thirty four four ninety nine. Uh, do you think Tony Khan would debut Okada or Mercedes at Revolution at Revolution, or would he avoid taking the spotlight from Sting? I don't, I, don't think Mercedes, I don't think Mercedes is going to be Revolution. And Okada is... I don't, I don't know. I don't It'd actually know how cool they're going to play like, that debut. As one living legend you know, leaves AEW, another enters. Like, frame it that way would be pretty cool, honestly. You know mm-hmm. what I could actually genuinely see? Some type of backstage skit where the Bucks kind of run up to Okada and they go like... You're more of what we've been asking for with AEW. We're trying to change the world out with the old, in with the new. We're friends. We've known each other since New Japan. Join us. Join our cause, Okada. You you got to be a part of the Bucks. The, what, what's the trio name? I don't even remember. But some type of thing where they kind of like try to work him into that, and Okada basically just kind of like indifferently waves it off. I could see some type of. Was little- that a Matt or Nick Jackson impression you were doing there, Ivo? I think that was Nick because Matt. Matt, have you noticed he sounds like DDP now? <laughs> weird groveliness like 
He's kind of like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk of reports. I, I, I did notice I, that, yeah. Listen to it. Yeah, he's like, a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors, Renee. You, you've been saying that, Renee. I'm like, why sounds like you it Sounds like he's signing an autograph so convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan94, 499, appreciate it. With the addition of Osprey and Lightly Okada, would you now be in favor of a hard rush split? Listen, I'm one of the few people who's like not strongly against hard roster splits at all, you know? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just think it's all it's all about just how you do them. I think conceptually as an idea, like, I don't actually see many flaws with them, to be honest. <laughs> it feels like the wrong time for AEW just because, like, you know, they're trying to get their ducks in a row and have this, like, yes. rebuild year. But, like, just as a fan who watches the shows regardless, I do enjoy the brands. But I think it gives opportunities for guys that are yes. otherwise going to be kind of hidden. So, yeah. Caden Lee, 199, appreciate you. Seeing the wanted man tonight at TNA Orlando. Bro, he's making Orlando you, straight to Puerto Rico. I mean, this is... This is... Bringing it it's back. It's, all, yeah, it's what it's all about, man. Just give him a belt, man. Let him rip, you know. Push 199, appreciate you. They're doing the viral Joaquin NXT spot, aren't they? Uh, the Joaquin World spot where he, like, fucking... Cool. <laughs> I don't even know what word I'd use, but he just flies off the ropes. He does that very um, cool spot. Right, he definitely it. should do that on Fox, yeah. Probably. Probably. Santos fails to catch him. It's like, all right. Um, can we see Trinity at the Rumble? Yeah. You think she comes in at the Rumble? Yeah. Especially because she's like... Her, one of her things is that she's known for having like, the cool Rumble exit. She'll probably go quite far in it. I think she might be the Bianca match, honestly. But I could be wrong. I would not be mad at that at all. It would be cool if they had like a mania destination for her, you know? Like, because when you're coming back in mania season, that's always the thing. It's like, you know, it's nice to have some like a, a route waiting. So we'll see. Well, the only issue with that is, would she be a heel? It's kind of, I don't know. The more I think hmm. about it, I could see her and Bianca tagging against the Kabuki Warriors. You know, that match could actually be like quite especially with the right layout there's a version of that match that would rule mm-hmm. mm, absolutely absolutely um yeah well there's gonna be a lot of movement this year i've been saying it for a few months now i know sean's been saying it for a while as well um but yeah we're only what we're less than 20 days into 2024 and it's already kind of been very interesting in regards to like free agency and who's going to go where and who's going to show up where and people who have already showed up in promotions. It's uh, you know, quite a lot to look forward to. But Okada has been the main one we spoke about today. Of course, at the start of the podcast, oh, just getting a last minute super chat in from Huncho One Ninety Nine. Appreciate Ibu. Latest you heard on MJF. He has not gotten surgery. He's trying to rehab this thing naturally. He's gotten injections in his shoulder. And he's just kind of chilling and uh, enjoying his separation from AEW as much as he can. He should get the surgery. He should get the surgery. I always think yeah, if you're if you're in like, your twenties and you're a big star and everything like that, yeah. so if you get injured, get the surgery, bro. It's not worth like it's not you're not at a point in your career where you need to like you know grit your teeth and oh, I gotta get back. Like he's not at that point in his career, bro. Like, I, I t- He's, Obviously, he's it doesn't matter because he's already staying, right? And he's signed. But I think the way the lay of the land is going right now in wrestling, 
I think this would be a right time for MGF to pull a Cody and look around and say, time to leave the territory, to be completely honest with you. I, I actually think this would have been a, 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 an opportune time to just kind of change sides. Yeah. Bro, bro the, the assumption is that he's fucking signed the deal, so it's all just air, right? No, it's, it's... it's not going to happen. He, he's staying. But I'm looking at like where AEW's trending and how things are working and, and flowing right now with who, they, who they're building around. And Okada's coming in, and there's all these new people coming in. I think honestly, it would be this would be the ten, the ten, the the opportunity to just kind of be like, all right, fuck it, let me just see what happens over on this place, you know, from from a, from a personal standpoint. Uh, so, yeah, I think Charlie's hundred percent on the money. Here. So being injured is never ideal, but he's in the literal most ideal position to get a surgery right now. Like he's sweet, man. Like I, I think anyone that's you know, obviously, there's a lot of moving pieces in AEW that are kind of connected to MJF, but I do think that all mm. of them will be able to kind of find the way naturally of where they'll end up anyway without him being there. Say if he's out for, you know, 10 months a year or however long if he does get the surgery. Um, I understand him wanting to get back for certain reasons. Maybe that's one of them, you know, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bro, if he can sit on and, you know, get surgery and rehab it properly and still get paid every week, you know, I just think at his age and his position in the business, I think that's what he should be doing. I don't think he should be rushing yeah. himself back for anything. Um, well, not even not 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 even. I don't even think if he just tries to do rehab and injection, it's necessarily rushing it back. But even if he just tries to just take the more conservative approach, so just just do the surgery, bro. Just just bite the bullet. You sometimes you just gotta do these things, you know. But I'm sure he'll figure it out. He's gone a lot further in his business than I have, you know. <laughs> It's close. Listen, Chump, Chump returns on Johnny Gargano, but then get, what was it, Joe, like neck surgery or something? He got some kind of surgery, and they didn't get they didn't circle back to that for like another year, you know. And and, and I don't think people, I don't, I don't, it didn't hurt the story, you know. Yeah, it's um, I'm sure we'll figure it out. You know, obviously, like, the most hurt person would be, like, Adam Cole, who is also injured right now. And I think, because Adam Cole's Adam Cole at the end of the day. Like, he's not living or dying on MJF's involvement in the promotion. You know, he's Adam Cole. So I don't know. <laughs> he was living no, or dying Jeff. on it a few months ago. Let's be, like, let's be real. Let's be real, man. Max, say what you want about Max. The one thing that goes about, about like, debate is he did a lot for Adam Cole in the summer. Like, seriously. Yeah, he did. Man, into that feud. Yeah, it was well, bad. you know, the, the the Jericho stuff fucking... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was... So it was not, that's not what I mean. Like, as long as they don't have a catastrophe like that again, no, it's Adam Cole, man. He'll be fine. No, you know right. what? You know just... where I'm coming from. I, you I get Jericho, you Could you Jericho just, like, looking around and rubbing his hands? And he's talking with Don, and he's like, what if we get uh, the Undisputed Kingdom in our, in our stuff? Yeah. <laughs> All right, last super chat. <laughs> Just the process thirty four one ninety nine. What would you make the Wembley main event as of right now? Swerve Strickland up. and Will Ospreay, Okada and Omega. Okada Omega appeals to me more as a main event of Wembley than Swerve versus Osprey. Uh, Osprey Omega three, just to be a little bit different from you guys. Well, obviously, Omega's cooked at the moment, and so um... I, I would do. I would do. I would do Swerve versus uh, Osprey. I would have that as a semi-main on Wembley. I don't know, man. I think. How about we just do Samoa Joe? 
<laughs> Open challenge. <laughs> Answered so- by whoever's feeling brave up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, AEW all in Wembley. Uh, me and Joe were talking about this. Just they need to make. I think they just need to make. They need to make Wembley there, like WrestleMania, like definitively. Like, because at the moment it's more like assumed by the fan base, you know. Then judging off 2023, they didn't really like make it, they didn't distinct it like, like that, you know. I think they could benefit quite a lot from having there, like, you know, this is where we go all out. So, um, we'll see how they, we'll see how they, they approach it this year, obviously. So, anyway, I'm waffling. Need to get out of here. Please like, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, appreciate all the super chats. Appreciate you guys for watching. We will be back tomorrow for a Twitch watch along, which we now do on YouTube. If you haven't already caught it, um, yeah, we, we need to watch alongs to YouTube. So um, I guess that's more accessible for some of you guys. It's the platform that you guys are most used to us being on. So. We're going to put all our kind of resources into YouTube for at least the next few months as far as, uh, you know, any sort of live stream, whether it's stuff like this, whether it's the reviews, whether it's the watch-alongs. So, um, YouTube is the home. And also, I've been meaning to keep updating everyone on this. Every podcast we've done so far in the past week or so, and I keep forgetting. Links in the description are now all, like, up-to-date, valid, the Discord link should work and all the other links should work. Like everything is up to date in the description because I know I was kind of slacking with that for a while. So, um, yeah, man, if you want to jump in the Discord, link below. Uh, make sure you behave yourself in there. I had to kick someone like last week. Me doing mud duties. That's when you know it's serious, Joe. But, uh, but yeah, man, thanks for watching. Join the Discord. Follow all the things in the description and all that good stuff. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the super chats. Blah, 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 blah. Peace.